time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is March 28th. Good to have you here with us. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you here as a listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. This time last week, I was in Fontainebleau, North South Beach, outside of the war zone. There's a gunfire going on. We had a reception in South Beach and guns blazing, police all over. It's just crazy what goes on in these spring break crowds. But anyway, we were at the Fountain Blue. You can only imagine what that looked like with a whole bunch of spring breakers and convention goers all mixed in together. That was kind of interesting, but good to be back with you. We had a great conference at TMC. We're just excited to be back. Again, we've got some timely information for you that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. That's what this podcast is about. Some of the timely information we have for you today is we've got SnapDocs presenting today. We have Brianna Ings, who is Vice President of Product Development, and she's going to be talking about a new product they're releasing specifically in the context of how important it is to increase operational efficiencies in light of this current environment. We find ourselves with shrinking margins, rising interest rates, less business. So really looking forward to having Brianna come on and talk with our audience in the Hot Topics segment. Jack and I met up with her late last week, really encouraged by her view of the markets, and you'll definitely want to pay attention to this podcast as you can discover new ways to operate more efficiently. So anyway, stay tuned for the Hot Topic segment. Anyway, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Be sure to check out Mike Pratt and Tony's financial review. we got to get him back on talking about what's going on with interest rates. Substantially greater increase than anyone really saw happening is going on. We also then want to say a special thank you to Anastra's Fusion Bot Mortgage Solution. They have great products and they have an LOS. They have a point of sale technology. And so I encourage you to check out the podcast with Karen Jenkins talking about where that product is going as long as the more recent one. Chris Zingo was on on March 7th. We also then want to say a special thank you to the Lenders One. That last conference we were just at in Phoenix was amazing, as well as the Mortgage Collaborative. Thank you for their sponsorship. They did a great job. Rich Zubinski did an awesome job running this. And what, there was one particular thing that was just so fascinating that they did. They had a mock presidential debate. It was three individuals speaking up there. One was for get back into the office. The other one was against getting back in the office. And the third one was a hybrid model. And we had so much fun with that. It was a fun debate, but it was really interesting. I wish you could have been there and we're going to be actually check out because we are going to have them on the podcast. So we'll let you know when that is. Anyway, so that was just a couple weeks ago. Be sure to check that out. Also, I want to say thank you to Total Expert. I had a chance to sit in several sessions where Total Expert was presenting what they have built and what they're doing with their purpose-built CRM and customer engagement platform is nothing less than amazing. And now you're able to start tracking what's going on with borrowers that you have not funded loans from, that you have leads on, and looking at certain aspects of their credit, for example, and when they're ready to go. So they have a credit monitoring feature they just turned on. Joe Weilu on uh, March 14th talked a little bit about that, but go back and listen to that podcast. 
Also, Knowledge Coop, they're launching their new version of the Coop on April 1st. We're going to have Ken Perry on talk about that, as well as Mobility MMI and Modex. Both of these companies do a great job of helping you recruit the right officers, loan originators, and bring them in with confidence of what they've represented is, in fact, true. Check out both of these. And if you have any questions on how to use these, give me a call. I have got so many ideas of new ideas of how to use these two powerful tools when it comes to recruiting. Of course, we've got SnapDocs as a sponsor. So thrilled. We've got Brianna, as we said earlier, going to be with us in the Hot Topics segment, as well as Success Kit. If you want to increase your closing rates now, you can do so by introducing social proof. I love this concept of real social proof. This is where you get people talking positively through case studies and talking and giving references on your business. You need to check this out. If you're an LO, you should use this. I don't care if you're a big company. You should be using this. Check out successkit.io. Also, Lenders Toolkit, they do a great job. And, well, it's form-free. Thrilled to have form-free with us. And then DW Consulting, Debbie Wymus. We're so excited to have all of our sponsors. And a big thank you. Go to our sponsor page on our website, Lick It On Lending, so you can see all that is going on there. Thank you so much. A special thank you to Alice, Alan, Rob, Les, and, of course, Matt and Jack. So glad to have you here. Let's get over to the MBA Mortgage Minute with Rob Van Raphorst. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, President Biden's Interagency Pay Task Force, which stands for Property Appraisal and Valuations Equity, published its action plan to address bias in residential property appraisals. The recommendations in the action plan cover a wide range of areas, including oversight of the appraisal industry, reconsideration of value processes, barriers to entry for new appraisers, data collection and analysis, and consumer education. MBA issued a press statement welcoming the report and emphasizing MBA's commitment to working with policymakers and other stakeholders, including appraisers, to develop solutions that ensure borrowers receive a fair and accurate estimate of the value of their homes. MBA also urged the agencies to ensure robust notice and common opportunities in the implementation process to ensure stakeholder concerns are addressed. And be sure to check out MBA's Technology Solutions and Expo Conference in April 11th through the 14th in Las Vegas, Nevada. To register, go to mba.org slash conferences. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Good job, Rob. Appreciate that word. Thank you. Let's get over to Les Parker, who does an excellent job, along with Gary Cantrabone, bringing you the TM Spotlight and a macro view of the market. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Say or good looking. What? It got cooking. How's about cooking up to 120? Oil's hot. It shows no sign of relenting its bullish position. The May crude oil is ready to heat up to 120. The oil pressure drops when it cools to 107. It recently reached 114. The bears rule in the 10-year, but 255 remains a significant barrier in its yield. The Fed wants to douse the flames of inflation, which lifts the dollar. A hot dollar cools oil. Without it, oil hits 120. How's about cooking up to 120? These views are my own. Figure out what's cooking at tmspotlight.com. Well, good job. That's a funny song. I chuckle every time I see that. What you got cooking? Cooking up something with me. Anyway, tmspotlight.com. Check it out. You can subscribe for free by putting in the word power in where it's prompted for a code. Get the paid version for free. Not a bad deal. 
Great content. I'll read Les's commentary first thing. Each and every day, great material. Yes, Les, I do read it. Don't always understand it, but I'm getting better at it. Great stuff. Matt Graham is here. I understand everything Matt says because he speaks as only Matt Graham can. Matt Graham's personality is wonderful. Matt, we were just talking earlier before we went live. Thank God you're the calm voice in there. And I guess some of your subscribers said that. Matt was giving us bad news, but we're doing it in such a way that he calmed their fears. No one jumped out of buildings after listening to your report this last week, huh? Yeah, I'm not calm this week or last week. I mean, the voice might be, but holy cow. Uh, crazy goings on in the mortgage market, financial market, and all the rest of it. Yeah. So if somebody's going to speak calmly about it in my position, it's probably only because they're super tired and worn out from having to pay attention and kind of the back and forth head fakes that are being thrown by the market and having to explain why things are happening the way they're happening. Because there is a lot of confusion out there and a lot of surprise, which honestly, I find the surprise surprising because we knew that rates would be going higher. We didn't know they'd be going higher quite this quickly. But after the Fed changed its tack in, well, several times, starting in September, then again in November, and then most notably in January, the writing has really been on the wall since then. And it was really only the Ukraine war that caused bonds to reconsider their fairly relentless fight. And by bonds, I should clarify, we're talking about uh, Fed rate hike expectations Fed fund futures, the short end of the yield curve, that stuff doesn't normally have a a super direct implication for mortgage rates. Well, let's put it this way. The Fed funds rate doesn't have a direct implication for mortgage rates. But when expectations are rising as quickly as they have been, that has an impact on rates across the curve. And then the Ukraine situation has been tremendously interesting and confusing and complicated because it caused the market for a short period of time to downgrade its expectations about where the Fed funds rate Mm -hmm. was going. And to quantify that before the Ukraine situation, Fed Fund Futures contract for January 2023, which effectively measures through 2022, mm-hmm. was in a Fed Funds rate between 1.5 and 1.75. So it chopped an entire two rate hikes off of the outlook due to the onset of the Ukraine war. That fell to the 1.0 to 1.25 bucket. In the time since then, and that was right around the very beginning of March, it has risen all the way up and above 2.5. So I'm just looking at my chart here and counting that's one. One, two, three, four, five additional 25 bit rate hikes that have been priced in in the pace of less than a month wow. and brutally fast. And we had another brutally fast increase like that occur in the uh, previous two months leading up to yeah. the Ukraine war. So it is this tremendous about face in the market's understanding of where short-term rates are going to go. And at the same time, they're coping with the Fed saying, oh, hey, and by the way, we're also going to be normalizing the balance sheet a lot sooner than we did in the past. Oh, and hey, by the way, I know we talked to you guys two weeks ago, but now just so you know, we're probably going to do it even faster than we told you last time. Oh, hey, by the way, even though you thought we were going to do it maybe in September and then we told you maybe June, now we think mm-hmm. we might go ahead and, and start that normalization thing in May, the very next meeting. And that's how we began the current week with Fed Chair Powell not pushing back in any way on the market's little freak out, but instead basically saying, hey, guys, you are totally right to be freaking out. That's what we want you to do. We want the market to be moving higher in rate and higher rate expectations in advance of of what we actually do. That means a monetary policy transmission is having the desired effect. And it means when we actually start making these changes, it's not going to be as tumultuous for the market. In the meantime, it has caused the fastest 
spike in mortgage rates that we have seen arguably in any of our lifetimes, but there's a little bit of a toss up between now and 1994. That is a stunning turn of events because until last week, in fact, until Friday afternoon of last week, any person with gray or white hair who operated (laughs) in the mortgage market in the 90s could laugh at the youth of today and say, uh, you guys don't know anything about fast rate spikes. Why, back in my day, in 1994, we had the fastest rate spike ever. But that's no longer the case. So now we're on pace to beat 94 right now if things continue. Yep. And we've crushed 2013. We've crushed the 2016 through 2018 timeframe. We even matched the very short-term rate spike on the single week in June 2013 during the apex of the taper tantrum, where rates rose an entire half a point in one week. Even I didn't think that was going to go down as of Wednesday of last week, because Wednesday things look hopeful, but then they changed course and continued to weaken through the end of the week. So the final tally by my count was 53 bips in 2013 on a single week and 49 bips in a single week last week. Any way you slice it, we're not pricing out mortgage rates down to a tenth of a percent. We're going to one-eighth percent increases or decreases, but in this case, increases. So that's a 50 basis point hike to any consumer's rate quote any way you slice it, which is insane. So yes, it's been fast. It's been big. And everybody's question is, how big is it going to get before it stops getting so big? And that is a great question. One thing for every listener to keep in mind is just how behind the times all of the major forecasts from Fannie, Freddie, et cetera, have been because of their methodologies. If you're not watching rates on an hour-to-hour basis, then you're not really up to speed on that. But if you have a rate sheet in front of you, know that the best X or however you want to say, the rate that's most likely to be quoted to a consumer for an average 30-year fixed day is right around 5%. And uh, that's pretty funny because there's still articles coming out with forecasts calling for rates to go as high as 4.5%. So you just kind of got to laugh at that point. I keep telling my audience is that the higher we go, the faster we go, the closer we are to the top. And that seems pretty trite and not very informative, but it is a thing. And it does speak to the momentum factor in the market and the fact that the bond market and mortgage rates are always going to do as much as they can to price they can know about the future. So The rate spike that we've seen so far is related directly to the change in rate hike expectations that we've seen so far. If those expectations don't continue to ramp up, then rates won't continue to ramp up. It would Mm -hmm. require expectations deteriorating further for rates to spike further. And that could come from additional inflation pressure or a Fed that sees fit to be less friendly in terms of policy normalization. But nobody wants to really predict the future right now after how wrong everybody has been. But I will say we've probably done a majority of the heavy lifting of this rate bike cycle, knock on wood. Mm -hmm. And whether that means rates are going to bounce right now or go a little bit higher before they bounce, I don't know. I'm getting some questions in right now. Ask Matt, are we at the ceiling? Does he have any feel for where that's at? No, none of us do is the answer to that. I can answer that on your your behalf. I know you will. You don't project where interest rates are going. You just report on where things are but crazy, crazy times, really, really crazy times. Yeah, you know, I think we saw 2.4 as being sort of in 10-year yield. 2.4 as being uh, one of the ceiling targets that 2022 might bring, and we've already passed that. We're right around that, so you could still say 2.4 might be the ceiling if 
we experienced a lot of support here. But I think that something closer to 2.75 is what the people like me have adjusted up to in, in terms of the next sort yep. of zone of support. Right. But it's all guesswork. And I think that, like I said, we've done a majority of the heavy lifting of this rate spike cycle. And we've lost enough ground that we should increasingly see support as long as inflation doesn't deteriorate in a way that is unexpected. And I think even now we're expecting inflation to remain problematic but it would have to get significantly more so for the pace of the rate spike so far in 2022 to be duplicated in the coming months. And I think by the time the Fed is actually normalizing and, and continues its rate hikes, and especially if it's going to have to do a few 50 basis point rate hikes to adhere to current expectations, at least two two of the meetings this year. Once that starts happening, then I think those are the, the sorts of blow-off tops that tend to coincide with the market turning around. But again, the higher we go, the sooner we're going to yep. turn around. Yep. Are we at the top now? Probably not. Could we be? Maybe. Nope. We're near the I think I think everyone would agree that we're near the top of this. If this thing goes beyond breaks through and goes through another resistance level, whew, wow, I don't know what to say. But I don't anticipate that. And some of the things I'm reading down. Jack, what's your thoughts on it? By the way, Jack, you did an awesome job hosting while I was gone. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, Jack. But what are your thoughts? Are 275? Well, first of all, David, I pale in your shadow. So I strive <laughs> to be as articulate and fluid as uh, you are, and I've got a ways to go. Well. David, this reminds me, since Matt invoked the gray hair analogy of 1994. This reminds <laughs> me of an old commercial back during that time. It's, it's when we had cassette tape. Okay, everybody yeah. remember what a cassette tape was? So there was a commercial out there by Maxell, right? And it yep. had a guy sitting in a chair listening to a Maxell cassette tape with a speaker right in front of him and his hair is like blown straight blown back, back. Yeah. right? If you don't remember that commercial, that uh, look it up. It's very appropriate for the times that we're in right now, right? Because Matt, you were just talking about the Fed and contemplating 50 basis point rate hike on the Fed funds rate. The Fed took some criticism on the last rate hike, too little, yeah. too late. Matt, do you think the next rate hike, we're going to see 50 basis points? Something would have to change significantly for us to not see 50 basis points, if for no other reason than the fact that the market has opened the door for the Fed to do that without any repercussion. So anytime the market is pricing in a rate hike with 100% certainty, the Fed might as well take it because there's really no mm -hmm. downside in terms of economic shock at that point. Yeah, I think the market's priced in a 50 basis point rate hike at the uh, next FOMC. Well, we shall see. Yeah, the next two right now, yeah. Well, candidly, we always talk about the CPI here on the podcast, right? The CPI doesn't factor in the energy cost. And so from my chair, I look at CPI and say, well, that's really understating the impact to the consumer because the consumer has to pay for oil at the gas pump. And so I look to see consumer sentiment continue to decline as long as we see oil. Les Parker's comments earlier, marching to 120, let's hope not. But the ultimate thread that I pull from all of this is affordability. We will see challenges to affordability in the housing market, assuming nothing changes between now and the end of the year, we're over 5% now in the 30-year fixed rate, right? Mm -hmm. I was talking to an originator earlier this morning. They're at five and an eight. This moves on up any further from that. And there's really a lot to say that it could. Then when do we start seeing what was already going to be a contracting origination market as a result of refis uh, being shut down? So when do purchases really begin to feel the drag on their numbers as a result of the affordability it's really interesting when you look at all the dynamics and we got to move on because we could spend the whole 
podcast right here on this topic right now because it's such an important thing what's actually happening out there. But Matt, I want to just say we've always said correction happens suddenly. And man, it is happening in spades. That's why people need a service like yours. I love the way your screens are organized. I love the data. I love how I can access it when I'm traveling as I have for the last three weeks on my mobile device, my iPad, my iPhone. It is a great, great service. So listeners, many of you have already signed up and taken advantage of the extended trial period without a credit card. And many of you have signed up and have told me how much you love the service. So I encourage those of you that have not, or if you're new to listening to the podcast, our audience continues to grow. I encourage you to check out mbslive.net. And when you get to the signup code, LOL, extended period of time. So good to have you here, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's get on and get over to Alice Alvey. Alice, so good to have you here. You're going to be talking about a topic that, boy, I tell you, it's not a popular topic, but it's one that needs to be talked about, and it's fraud. Alice, how are you doing? I am well, Dave, but I can't help but continue to add one point to the discussion that was just going on, and that is the actual appraised values and the appreciation mm-hmm. rate of housing today is mm-hmm. dramatically different compared to 1994. So if people are saying, are we headed back to those low volumes? I don't know about your areas, but I've noticed a lot of for sale signs popping up. I know people's homes are selling fast with multiple offers. I get it. But when you look at FIFA's house price index today, yes. it is striking. I have never seen it like this in all my years of this is one of my favorite websites to go teach people about, even if you're just a regular homeowner. You go to House Price Index, uh, you can just Google that, Federal Housing Finance Agency, FHFA, House Price Index, and you can see that for where we're at today, almost the entire country has appreciation rates over their number right now is 8%, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's never looked like that before. There's always hot spots, low spots, but to see this much of the country in the green is just startling. And so hopefully that plays well with people going, all right, I want to get some equity out. I want to refi or uh, it's time to sell my home. Maybe we can get some dominoes moving with the result of where housing prices are. I know it's housing stock related, but it it seems to me like maybe people will get their feet out of the mud and, and start to try to move. So check that out. There's a positive bright spot in all of this to help us keep our markets moving. But back to mortgage fraud, we do have actually a report coming in from different agencies, and you'll be able to see what sparked my interest in this was the Mortgage Bankers Association cited a fit was just settled. And I thought, we haven't talked about mortgage fraud in a while. We actually do have a proposed rule that is sitting out from FinCEN, and the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network has a proposed rule out there that you can all comment on to set up a pilot for entities to share information. This has been around a while that they needed to kick this off, but the comment period is open now until March 28th today, so just in time reporting here, to make sure that as lenders we get a chance to share information on any of the um, suspicious activity reports. Because when you read these schemes and you check out all the fraud schemes, you can see that People do figure out a way to play lenders against each other, and they just bounce from one lender to the next to get their schemes across. And the more we're talking to each other, hopefully we can stop some of these in the beginning. But one of the things, Dave, I wanted to share brought to mind a story of a gentleman who I knew years ago. A friend reached out and said, Alice, you've got to have him come and speak at one of your events. He's still in prison for mortgage title fraud. 
He wanted to come and share his story. And we actually did have to go through all of the red tape through the prison system. He had been permitted to go out and speak once before, so we weren't the first time. But it was a very strange setup at the hotel. The dogs came in, checked everything out. We saw the SWAT car actually pull up. He came out in his orange suit with handcuffs on his wrists and feet, uh, got escorted in. And it was very impactful. And he talked about ahead of time how much he wanted to come and speak to the people he had defrauded. So this was in the state of Ohio. And Ohio actually has a tax as a result of his title fraud that occurred back in the 90s. And so he was very open and honest about he wasn't that guy ahead of hitting a wall and financially needing to figure out how he was going to make payroll. And he said he still remembered the smell in the room, the smell of the paper and the pen the day he first signed a check for personal use out of the title company escrow fund. And as most of that escrow money is supposed to go to pay off Mm -hmm. the loans for the transactions that just closed. So it isn't necessarily a person who ahead of time is scheming and planning. There's certainly those. There are also the people that under times of stress cross the line is what we talked about and do something that now becomes a snowball rolling downhill. Every week he would be all right, no, this next week, if I do this many closings, I can go ahead and make up for it. Well, the interest on warehouse lines and all that made it out of control and, and goes the wrong way. But that's just a little story. And it's not always the person you suspect. And so we have lots of systems in place to make sure just a heads up for everybody to have your fraud alerts on in the markets today. And it's such a timely report, Alice, because when business slows down, when does that happen? I mean, if we've got just a tremendous amount of volume of business going on in the industry, we don't see it as much. There's always some level of fraud going on by the idiots out there that are doing that, think they're smarter than the system. But it really shows up at times like this. So what a timely reminder. I'm going to go back to housing affordability. What was really interesting, we had at the TMC conference, we had Jerry Howard, who's the president and CEO of the National Association of Home Builders. Get this, folks. 50% of the cost of a home in California is now regulatory. In other words, the regulatory environment is so ugly in California that to be able to build a home, the cost to build that home is 50% higher as a result of the regulations. It was one of the most interesting interviews that we had at the conference. And he wants us all to jump in and comment on this. It's somewhere between an average of 30 to 40%, which still seems so high. We're going through it here. We're doing a remodel of our home and a pretty extensive one, adding some square footage. And the price that used to be, we could get in our little community. I live in a real small town called Marble Falls, Texas, and we were able to get a building permit in one week. Now it's 30 days, and now they want to review this. Now they want to review that. It is really going on, and it's hitting across the country. So we're going to try to get Jerry on the podcast so he can talk more about this. It's one of those things where we've got to have our voices heard to make a difference in these communities. And it does make a difference when you do speak up. Alice, thank you so much for the good report today and your extra commentary about what's going on in the markets. I always love your perspective, and so does our audience. Thank you, Alice. Appreciate it. All right. Alan Pollock is with us today. He called in just before the podcast. He says, I'm in a meeting. I can't make it. So we miss you, Alan. Appreciate you so much. So without further ado, we'll wrap up this part of the podcast and we're going to get right into the hot topic segment. So that wraps up this week's weekly mortgage update. All right, folks. Next week, we have Jack Connick joining us of Wiener Brodsky Kiter. Jack and Brian Montgomery, they did a presentation at the Lenders One event in Phoenix three weeks ago. And the comments that were made there just said, I I've got to get both these guys on the podcast. So we're working on it. We got Jack starting off. 
off and just tease that conversation a little bit. Jack said if, if the CFPB were to be running the highway department, your speed limit signs would read something like this. To find out what we think is the appropriate speed for this highway, check our website for a recent enforcement action. And from that, you should be able to draw a conclusion what we think is the right speed limit for this highway. How ridiculous would that be? Obviously, there's just not great amount of guidance. This environment is one of the most action prone that we've seen ever. And it was just paramount to what we're doing as far as litigation. We're just seeing a lot of it happening. There's a lot of concern that's going to be kicking up. And then you have the fraud factor that Alice mentioned earlier. It just opens the door for us. So, folks, you will not want to miss Jack Connick next week on the podcast. Good to have you with us, everybody. I want to say a special thank you as we exit to our sponsors again. I want to say thank you to Finastra, the MBA, Lenders One, Mobility, MMI, Modex, Knowledge Coop, the Mortgage Collaborative, SnapDocs, Success Kit, Lender Toolkit, Total Expert, and Form Free. Good to have you with us, everybody. Have a great week and look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.